This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. You're listening to episode 143. Ah, it's chaos over here! Of the In-Between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Chaos! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you're, if you're in the third wave. Like we are. Yeah. And some places around the world, there's a fourth wave, so... Please no. Yes, I know. I know. <laughs> well, that's where I'm like, how are the Olympics going to go on this summer? Japan's in their fourth wave. I know. To be continued. Yes. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and now that's not the purpose of today's episode, but we are going to be talking about moving from chaos to calm with Laura Hernandez. Mm-hmm. We are so, so thankful that Laura joined us today to talk about family life hacks to bring your home from chaos to calm. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about y'all, but with summer just around the corner, I'm thinking, uh, you're still home. <laughs> and yeah. how do I, f- how do we make summer not feel so much like Monday through Sunday yeah, of the right. rest of the year. Oh, completely. Like Especially if you've anxiety. been schooling from yeah, home. It yeah. is giving me anxiety because yeah. I'm like, what do we do? How can we bring fun and how can we bring calm to the chaos that's already here and the potential chaos of not having a summer schedule? Yeah. And that's why y'all this interview with Laura Hernandez was insane. It was so helpful. They have, they have 10 kids. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Her and her husband live in the Dallas area. They have seven biological and three adopted kids. And what was that? In the last five years, they went from four to ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Talk about chaos, eh? Exactly. So yeah. she knows what she's talking yes, about, she does. right? She does. Yeah, Laura created Mama Systems to help others bring peace to their homes through customized systems. She offers coaching and courses that help families live more intentionally. And talking about summer, she actually has a summer survival mini course that she Ooh. talks a little bit about in the podcast, but you can find more information and all of her links at our show notes, which is inbetween.org slash episode 143. And while you're there, you'll see a promo code that will give you 20% off any of her coaching or mm. courses. So thank you, awesome. Laura, for yeah. that. You realize we all need a little help. Yes. Well, I should <laughs> speak for myself. I need a little help. No, we all do. We all do. All right. So without further ado, do let's listen in laura we are so excited to have you on the in between podcast thank you so much for joining us today oh my goodness thank you so much for having me i'm excited to be here guys Well, and we are so excited to hear your story and to share it with our podcast family as well. So podcast family, as you've already heard in the last five years, Laura and her husband, Tony, they've gone from having four to 10 kids. So when we're talking about, you know, bringing our home from chaos to calm, Laura is the right person to talk to, (laughs) right? Well, Laura, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your family, as well as your journey of parenthood as well? I mean, that's going to take like eight hours, but I'll see if I can shorten that up. Um, We always, I always knew that I wanted to adopt and then the Lord worked with my husband and he kind of got on board. 
somewhere in there. Um, and then we had three biological kiddos. And at that point, my husband said, you know what, we need to hurry up and adopt if we're going to do this because, because if we get pregnant again, like we'll probably be done. Like we can't do any more than four. Like that's kind of my max. And so I was like, okay, well. Magic words. Yeah. Right? <laughs> can't do more. Yeah, that goes. So we went to an adoption class at our church and kind of learned about all the different kinds of adoption. And, you know, he really went to a job from China and I wanted to a job from Africa. And they kept saying, don't move forward until you're on the same page. So it's like, okay. Foster care panel hopped up and started talking and we both looked at each other and said, oh crap, like this is what we're supposed to do. And nobody wants to do foster care, right? Like it's hard. maybe they do, but kind of you don't because it's like your heart is ripped out over and over again. Right. And you hear lots of stories and, you know, Hollywood has a way of portraying it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not, it's not always pretty. Not that adoption ever is because it's so broken, but you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a different podcast for a different day. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we had gotten Andrew when he was a baby and he came to us like right out of the hospital and he was with us until eight months and then he went back to mom. So we maintained a relationship with mom and simultaneously she had her second biological and we had our fourth biological and then we moved up to Seattle and when we we're in Seattle, we had our fifth biological and she had her third biological and then they were taken away. And so we were still in contact with the people down here and we tried to adopt them up there in Seattle and we just could not, the powers that be would not let us do that. And so mm. um, we ended up moving back down to Texas and roping them into our family. And so within like a six month period, we added four mm. little people to our family and we had five children, four and under all in diapers. And I remember, so just for those who are doing the math, so that's just eight. And then we've since then had two biological, but Mm. those first few months of having them in our home (laughs) um, and having a newborn and having like all these, all these new people that I I was like, I don't even know what to do with you. Like, I thought this was what we wanted to do, but oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. It's, I remember giving myself pep talks and like, we just got to keep them alive and get them in their (laughs) cribs at night and then they're safe and if we can do that, we're winning. Mm. Um, and finally I realized, you know, we can't live like this. This is not a, mm. a good way to maintain our home. And so I had to really sit down and come up with systems for a house and nothing I would read out there accommodated to a large family that homeschooled, that had a 10 therapist in and out of their homes all day. And that also had kids in public school. I felt like we were just like the rare, <laughs> the rare thing that nobody had nice. covered in their books yet. And so I had to like really think through how we were going to put systems in place in our home. And what I learned was that process that I walked through then is so applicable to every family and figuring out what Mm. works for you and what works for your family. So that's kind of how my systems came about in our story of our family. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. So what are, what's the age range then of the, of the children? Yeah. So our oldest is 15 and our youngest is one and a half. Okay. All right. So, so that's 10 kids. Right. Yes. Okay. So with having 10 in your home, 10 kids in your home, uh, running your own business as well, (laughs) uh, you must be pretty organized. So we'd love to just hear some of the life hacks that help keep your family running and organized. Yes. So I think part of this process of just surrendering and (laughs) being in survival mode is realizing so much I can't do it all on my own. Mm. And that's been a very humbling thing. And I think that that's a lesson that the Lord has taught me a lot along the way in different areas. Um, But those first three kids I had, like, I was like, oh, 
no big deal. I got this covered. Not only that, I'll help you raise yours. Bring them on over. I'll babysit those. Like, just got everything under control. Right. <laughs> and then very quickly, that was not the case. It was very humbling and very like, okay, well, I need help. And I need lots of it. So um, just over and over again, realizing that I need help, not from not just from my people and my family, but also mm-hmm. from outside in the community. And anytime anybody offers help, whether they mean it or not, if it's an empty offer, I'm like, oh yeah, we'll take it. I'll put your number, writing it down. You can bring us a meal next week. Like I I have lost all shame in asking for help. And it's just been such a beautiful thing to be vulnerable. And it creates this beautiful intimacy with my people and asking them for help. And then also with the people outside of the community. And so that's a really um, kind of the basis of how all things run in our home. So we do have help with people coming in and um, our three adopted buddies are also special needs and because they are special needs, we get services from the government where we have helpers and attendants come into our home and help with them, mm, gotcha. which is the Lord's gift to me. Yeah. And I, I just over and over again, see that I, again, first was pride thing of like having the government pay for help for me. Like that was very humbling. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, every mom needs this. If you have special needs children, you need to be getting services because it's, yeah. It's like the Lord sees me and he hears me and he cares about me and he loves me. And like, that's never been clearer to me than when people have come in and helped carry that burden with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sorry, I got a little carried away there with my, my emotions. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was not no, expecting that. No, no, no that's awesome. As you reflect back, right? Um, yeah. The journey that you've been on that God has walked you through. I know sometimes we're, we're so busy or we just, we just, don't have the time to really look back, but we see the fingerprints of God in these scenarios and just through, you know, people who come in or through government services, through things that um, just people, you know, strangers at first coming into our home and helping our children and then them becoming like family. I love yeah, how you're talking about community because it's, it's so important. It's very true. And a lot of times the first barrier to that is ourselves, mm. how yes. we're not willing. I'm right there with you, Laura, before was like, but if I accept help that means I'm less than I am less than the mom who I think is doing everything right on social media on Instagram or even my neighbors but they may be struggling too right so I love how you're talking about that it's really important to to have that community and be open to that as well mm-hmm. yes so all that to say it's not so much me being super organized or super with it or having my act completely together it's a lot of figuring out the areas that I really struggle in and mm. need help in and seeking help in those areas. And then also with my people, knowing the things around the house that dream me and where they can step in and help carry the load there. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Can you give us a little bit of maybe people are thinking, I'm not actually really even sure where are the areas that I struggle with because it may all feel like a struggle, Mm. (laughs) right? When you're in it, when you are in the trenches and everything feels overwhelming, people may not even know where to start. So how did you figure out that for yourself, Laura? The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. 
Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah, I think that where I always start with mamas is just kind of being still for a minute and realizing what gives you life and what drains you. Mm. Um, Everybody has a little bit of both in their lives. And Mm -hmm. we want to really elevate the things that give us life and the things that drain us. Like, how can we get them off our plate? How can we automate them? If they're truly draining us, we don't need to be doing them. Like, there's some things that we have to do. But Mm. we can also call and help in those areas and help people, like have people help carry the load in that area. And so that's my number one, just sit down and kind of evaluate. Because I do think that so often we are reactionary to everything. So Mm -hmm. kids walk in from school, we're handed all these papers and we start, okay, okay, okay. Now we got to get dinner on the table and everything just seems so chaotic. And you're just going from thing to thing that you haven't even thought through what you want that afternoon to look like and how you want to be intentional with your people because you're just Mm -hmm. so reactionary. Yeah. You know, one place we hear a lot of families get stuck, including us, is meal planning. Yeah. Uh, So you've talked a lot about systems. Uh, We'd love to hear perhaps a system that you use to meal plan and turn that chaos of mealtime into more of a calmer environment. Yeah. So there's definitely three parts to that, in my opinion. There's like the planning ahead, like the meal planning. Mm -hmm. And my number one hack or way to easily think about that is having themed nights. So Mm. Monday night is our crock pot night or our Instapot night. And so every Monday night, that's what I'm planning is a meal for that because we have co-op that day. And so it's just so much easier if we can just have that taken care of. Right. And then Tuesdays are our taco nights. And so I, when I get to the meal planning part where I'm writing out what we're actually having, it doesn't have to be like ground beef, hard tacos. It can be our tinga tacos or taco salad or breakfast tacos. Like we can get creative within those parameters, but just right. narrowing that down helps mm. so much. So we're not just staring off blankly and thinking, what? I don't even think we have food. I don't, I don't know how we're going to eat today. Like, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Right. You've been there before, or you're just staring into the fridge and you have no idea what you're going to feed everybody. Exactly. I get it. I get it. So this just kind of helps narrow it down and helps you have thoughts apart from nothing, you know? Um, And then the second part is I think that preparing as much ahead of time is an amazing step. So I love to do a kitchen day and really prepare the majority of the stuff, like the chopping of the veggies or browning meat or whatever that looks like on that day. So I have that all done. And then I just have to heat up stuff when it comes to dinner time. So that five o'clock hour is a little less chaotic, Mm -hmm. which brings me to our five o'clock hour. Um, We have alarm set on our phone and on our Alexa so that we can, this is silly. It's a little bit for my people, but it's a lot for me because I sometimes forget that we need to eat and (laughs) we just kind of get carried away with the day. Like we may be outside playing and I'm looking, oh, it's seven o'clock and we need to be doing bed, but I haven't fed anybody dinner. So it just helps kind of keep me on track with how I want our day to flow. And at that time, so I'll go in there and start prepping dinner and getting it ready, heated up, whatever. But everybody else has jobs that they do during that time. Okay. And the beautiful thing about this is that while I'm in there prepping dinner, kids aren't sitting on the couch making a bigger mess or doing whatever they're doing, being children mm-hmm. and making more messes. And I'm like bitter and ticked off that I have to go clean up more messes later, right? right. But instead they have these jobs. And so they're up and they're helping set the table and they're helping do these things so that we're working together as a team and we're not 
I'm not doing it all by myself yeah. and ending that bitter towards my people. So it puts kind of everybody in a better mood and everybody kind of has some buy-in into our home. Right. How did you and uh, Tony decide who does what? You have, you yeah. know, 15 to one and a half. Is it by age? Is it by interest? Or is it just like nobody gets to complain? This We're a family. We're a team. Let's go sit the table. Yeah. So different seasons call for different things. Mm-hmm. And like who's capable of what, right? Right. Um, so my little people that I know get distracted really easily. I have them do jobs that where they're like right around in the kitchen so I can keep an eye on them. And or they have to keep coming back to the kitchen area. So I have one of our special buddies who gets really distracted, um, gets to go get all the bathroom trashes from around the house. And she has to keep coming back to empty the trash. And so if she doesn't come back in a minute, I can go, Hannah, where are you? Like, come empty the trash. And I can see if Andrew's actually setting the table. So I can, I have these little checkpoints there. But the kids that are a little more responsible have more more responsibility. So our Mm -hmm. oldest will help me with the baby. And so she'll sometimes give him a bath or something like that while I'm fixing dinner or um, my older boys have to clean up rooms that I can't see. So they're, they're in there being responsible apart from my right. having to keep them on task. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I good. love that. So, so mm-hmm. we try to do that too with our kids. Now the part where I struggle with the meal planning is I feel like there's times where I make so much food, Laura, that I we're eating for days into the same meal, which none of us love to do. And then there's other times I'm like, oh, I think I made enough. And then, I don't know, they just eat us out of house and home. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, it continues to change. So how have you found your ability to sort of make enough food for them to eat without them going to the pantry, you know, 10 minutes later because they're like, I'm hungry, mom. <laughs> yeah, so I think... Um... I mean, this happens like every 10 minutes. They're starving, aren't they? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know how. It's crazy. Yes. It's amazing. But just having parameters on what they can snack on, like having choices. So they're not going and getting like Cheetos or something, but they're going and getting a granola bar. Um, yeah. Something that you have, you're like, oh, I feel good about that. If they want to eat that all day long, awesome. Mm-hmm. And clearly our standards are completely different and like every home is different and unique. Yeah, and sure. so what you think is healthy may not be what I think is healthy. And what I think is healthy, you may be like, oh, I cannot believe she has gogurts in her home. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> we could be yeah. completely different, but I'm like, oh, that's a really healthy snack. So mm. it just has to be on your radar and then your parameters of what is good for you and what's what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Can you give us uh, another sense of some of the systems that you have to, to help your 12 person family uh, <laughs> run? Yeah. So I talked a little bit about kitchen day. Batching my days is like the biggest thing in helping keep our household run. So laundry is a lot of mama's big hurdle or big struggle or big overwhelming thing that I I hear over and over again. And what we've done is just created one day where we we do all of our laundry on Thursday. And so we get it all done on Thursday, all put away on Thursday. And the glorious part of this is I barely have any laundry to do because my daughter, I pay her to sort it and then everybody else puts away their clothes. So I pay her five bucks every week and I'm like, I, I'm not doing any laundry except putting ours away. And it's great. Yeah, that's um, awesome. yeah, that is. Yes. So I find that like batching days, you can be so much more productive and efficient with your tasks when they are batched together, which I'm sure you guys know, and you're just not as distracted as easily. And so you can really hone in on something and get it done. And I know that often people do that in their businesses and they'll sit down and like write all their emails at once, but yeah, 
even just sitting down at your desk at home and doing like all your doctor's appointments and having an office day for yourself for the things of your home is really, really helpful. Mm, that's yeah, a really good idea. Yeah, I like that. I love, Laura, how you're bringing intentionality. Like you're, I, I think a lot of us look and like, oh, we're very intentional about our business. And then in our homes, it just feels a little bit like yeah, we're just going right. to throw it to the wayside because we're tired. Um, so do you have a system in place to even be able to plan of like how, what day are we going to do this? And um, if there's a different season that's busier than others, how do you sort of implement those, those times and schedules into, into making your house run? Yeah. Often whenever I'm like this month is really busy for us. And so I start to look at the calendar and I'm like, okay, it's going to be a lot. And so really just kind of taking that moment to really think through and plan through when am I going to do this? What day can we do this? Our household systems are pretty much in place. So it's more businessy doctor's appointments kind of things um, that need to happen. And I really have really taken on the role, the mindset of being the manager of the home. Mm. So you're not doing it all. Like that's not what moms are not created to be this all purpose utility, whatever to make the house run. Like that's what our family is for. We are a team and you get to lead and you get to um, just help make that run smoothly. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber and author of the Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books, available wherever books are sold. Yeah, I like that how we're just uh, even creating moments in our in our schedules to be able to reflect back. And I really like the um, idea of that you're the manager of the family, but that does not mean that you are every sort of role. <laughs> right. If we're thinking about a restaurant, you are not the boss. You are not the person who's taking all the money. You are not the person who is handing out all the food, uh, the servers, the dishwashers, all of that, that you really are a team. I think that's really important for our podcast family to be reminded of, especially during a time um, where we were talking even before we pressed record, Laura, that there's all these different restrictions, no matter where you live, some of that you can have people in your home who are to help and others are like, you're not actually like here in Alberta. We're not actually allowed to have people in our home to kind of give us that extra hand. So um, as we look towards the summer, by the time this podcast comes out, we're going to be sort of in May. And I'm wondering to perhaps no matter where you live, it may look a little different than what you're used to. And it's probably not as dire as our summer last year. We probably have a few less restrictions. So I'm wondering, Laura, do you have anything that as we look to the summer that you can help us survive a summer that is not exactly the same than we're used to? Yes. Here's the deal. We had so much fun as our little family last summer, you know, all in lockdown. So we're not seeing friends, right? whatever, but we had so much fun with, we did different theme nights for our kids. And so we had like Thursday night was our baking contest night. And so we paired up our people into teams and they each had to make some sort of dessert to find a fun recipe and make a dessert. And they presented it to us and we, we judged them accordingly like their presentation and their you know 
Yummy. Fun. What a so good fun. job. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> it was really fun. I bet. <laughs> and then we had family swim nights and just different little things that had that kept our people excited about okay. each day. So it had a little something to be excited about. We yeah. did movie night where we did not just movie night, but we'd do it like outside or um, we'd actually buy them little the little movie candies, which is kind of a big deal in our house because we don't we don't do that often. And so that was like the Oh yeah, the world's biggest big thing deal. that we did that right. Um, <laughs> I love it. So that may not sound exciting to y'all. Maybe y'all do that every Friday night, but it was a big deal for our people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have Sundays on Sunday evening, and so just something to, for the kids to look forward to and to get a little excited about. Nothing huge, like they didn't need a trip to Disneyland or Six Flags every day or anything like right. that. Just little things that we can create in our home um, is a great. A great thing. We'd also have a fun. We did like shaving cream fights and water balloon fights oh, and different things like so that. It was, it was really fun. We had a really good time. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything that worked last year for y'all? As you look back, that your kids are like, "Oh, mommy, this summer we really want back." Yeah, definitely all of those things. We're already talking about when we're going to do baking night. Everybody oh, loved that because awesome. they got two desserts. Right, that was a big deal. Yeah, um, it would be in our home too for yeah. sure. <laughs> And I'm hoping that this summer we can kind of invite more people in on the process and I'm hoping that other, everybody will kind of open up a little bit more and we can um, be more social with people and Mm. just create fun with other people as well. But if not, plenty of fun can be had in the home. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, I like how just forward thinking about reasons to celebrate and creating opportunities to celebrate with one another as well, even though, um, you know, birthdays may look different, anniversaries, all of that stuff may look different, but every day is, you know, a gift from God and being able to spend time with one another as well. So I'm also wondering, I'm sure people are listening and be like, okay, we hear lots about how your family now, how do you make time for you and Tony? Like how, Mm. what does that look like in a family of 12? Yeah, we have date night every Wednesday night. And so we go out to dinner or bowling or movies, like whatever, whatever that is for that evening. But we make sure to have quality time with each other because that's the most important thing. I feel like otherwise we just become like passing ships and it's, it's not good for anybody in the family. Right. So we, you really just have to, those things that you want to be a priority, you've just got to nail those down first and make sure that you're putting those things first in your schedule, in your daily rhythms, like what those things are. Cause I think that so often as parents, we're like, Oh, I really like for my kids. I'm like, I really want them to be memorizing scripture. I want them to know like the basis of our faith, but our whole day can go by. They can go to school. They can come home. They can, and we haven't talked anything about Jesus or scripture mm-hmm. or anything. And unless we really are intentional about planning our days and planning our weeks, then all those things that we think are important are just going to, we're going to look back and be like, oh, that, that was 10 years ago that I said I wanted to do that. And yeah. like, it just goes by so fast. So yeah. Yeah. we just really have to be intentional in our planning. Hmm. That's such that's that's so good, Laura. Uh, you know, you've created so many helpful tools and courses to help bring common order into our homes. And, you know, we're especially excited about that summer survival mini course. Uh, so can you talk to us more about what other courses you have to offer? Yes. So we have that one. And then I also, we have a master course that kind of walks you through your whole life okay. and helps oh, you, okay. breaks it down of all the things. So the process I walk through with my clients is all 
put out in this course. So we walk through what gives you life, what drains you, how we can automate, delegate, and eliminate the things that drain you, mm. and then how we can create a daily and a weekly rhythm to kind of really prioritize those things that matter to us. Um, and then also if we're just ground level, we have a ticket system course, and this will change your life. Okay. Mm. You really need to pay attention. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear. We're all ears, Laura. Yeah. yeah. So we have a ticket system in our house that we've realized is like the magic of all magic that we need uh-huh. to be telling everyone about where we've kind of cut down on all things of entitlement. Um, so screens and video games and TV and all of those things, our kids have to turn in tickets for them okay. to be able to do them. Um, or sweets or whatever, whatever X is, that's kind of a big deal that you don't want your kids to be like always just intaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to earn tickets for those things. And so I walk through exactly how to do that and how that's just kind of the sugar on top. It's not like those aren't your chores that they're doing every day. This is just kind of up above and beyond. And what I found is that so many moms call me and they're like, Laura, it's 7 a.m. My kid was asking to scoop poop in the yard. Can you believe that? <laughs> Did you know that I was like, I know it's amazing. Like, it's not a surprise to me at all because these kids like want to do stuff and they get so honed in on it. But instead of just focusing on that and asking for it all the time, they're then trying to earn tickets and they're helping you. And it just, it's amazing. The work ethic that I've seen build up in my kids. Oh, awesome. That's brilliant. Okay. Well, tell us, because I know that you were saying too, that you pay your daughter $5 to sort the laundry. So can you tell us sort of what um, gets paid or doesn't and what earns a ticket and doesn't? So just so we can see sort of how that works in your family. And I have a a little chore guide on my website too. It's a free thing where you can, it'll walk you through like how to create chores for your kids and kind of how to think about that too. Okay. Um, But in the morning, I love to think of it as like roommate responsibilities. Okay. I'm sure... Maybe y'all never had a roommate like this, but my best friend in in college had a roommate who was just like, you could not walk through their room because it was so disastrous and she had to like push things away, like with the broom from her bed so she could get out of bed. And I just remember thinking, oh Lord, I have to teach my children how to clean up after themselves. Yeah, not be that kind of roommate. Yeah. (laughs) Dad did that for me. And I was like, we've got to teach them to be good roommates, to know how to do their dishes and how to do Mm. like just the typical things that you want your kids to know when they leave Mm. the house. So being good human beings, hygiene, taking care of themselves, taking care of their stuff, taking care of their space. Like those are the things that are just chores in our house. Like you're going to do that and you're going to be a part of it. And then everybody gets like one or two chores added on for mealtimes or whatever that is. Um, but ticket jobs, let me let me just list off a few things that my kids have asked for the last couple of days. We've had someone clean windows. We've had somebody clean toilets. My son, Max, always is asking me to clean the bathrooms, which is like my worst nightmare. So I'm happy to yeah, delegate. Amen. Do it. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so chores and money are kind of interchangeable in our home. I mean, I'm sorry. Tickets and money. Sorry. That was confusing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the money were kind of interchangeable in our home. Uh, okay. Um, so my daughter is, she's saving it for a car. So that's why we're just giving her money. But oh, gotcha. okay. my son, Max, wants to play Xbox. So that's yeah. why he gets tickets. Yeah, but he okay. gets the tickets equivalent to $5 for cleaning the bathrooms every week. 
You yeah. follow what I mean? Yeah, yes. that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yes. And they can turn in their tickets for money or buy things off Amazon oh, with their tickets. Oh, I see. Okay. okay, I love it. I love it. And also, too, as they're doing that, they're learning how to, like you're saying, your work ethic, but also how to save money and, you know, what to spend it on probably, too, of all that, like, your daughter wants to save for a car or could be, um, I know our kids are like, should I be saving money for these new shoes that I want? <laughs> it's one of those, right? You're learning the value of money as well yes. in the midst of everything so well laura thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your story as well as so many practical tips about how we can turn our home from chaos to calm with um, even looking inwards i love how you said just starting of okay what is bringing you chaos what is not giving you life and going from there because i think it's really important to be able to even ask ourselves what what that is and be able to explore that mm -hmm. so we would love um if you would share with our podcast family more about where they can get your freebie about uh, the chores and as well as to find your courses yeah so my my website is mamasystems.net and super easy m-a-m-a and all i mean everything's on that website okay. it's just oh, okay. should be so easy and then i'm at mama systems on instagram and facebook so pretty easy to find awesome we like simple yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. so well thank you so much laura for being with us today you're so welcome thank you guys for having me all right well we told you all this was going to be helpful yeah <laughs> right especially with summer coming up yeah totally so just as a reminder that we do have a promo code in between for 20 percent off any of Laura's coaching or courses that are available on her website. If you were looking for more information or any of the show notes, you can go to inbetween.org slash episode 143. And we would be honored if you would send a funny text message to any of your friends that came to mind while you were listening to this <laughs> and be like, hey, I have chaos in my home. I know you probably do too. <laughs> Gift, it's chaos together. Emoji, <laughs> meme, however you want to do it. And then yeah. send them that link inbetween.org slash episode 143. And you know what? The way to change, one of the most important and effective ways to change is by having accountability. Mm -hmm. Talking about it with someone, doing it together with another person. Journeying so, together. Yes, yeah. exactly. So that's why we call y'all our podcast family. So if you want to get on this journey together with us or with someone else, yeah, share the episode, share on social, tag us. We would love to see. And yeah, thank you so much for listening into today's episode. We'll catch y'all next week.